0: Hello and welcome Elton John. Yeah, to the heart of Markness quarantine bonus episode podcast. Yes, Elton John 1975. And that's exactly what ran through my mind when I got up this morning and saw yet another Mike Millard master recording liberated, restored and liberated. God bless you gems. For your work. Uh, I look at it and I said, Elton John. Uh. And then I saw it was 1975, Elton John. I'm like, mm. well, he was awesome then. Oh, that's right. Elton John used to be incredible. And I mean, I guess he still is because he's like in his 70s and he's still Elton John. But like once the 80s hit and the, the videos hit, you know, oh, Nikita, you will never know. Uh, It wasn't that big a deal, but back in the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road days and all that, I mean, I am at best a casual Elton John fan. I know the hits. I owned Goodbye Yellow Brick Road, and that was it, I think. Um, Respect for him and his talent and his band and uh, Ray Cooper, the crazy-ass percussionist from the ARMS concerts. Um, that that cadaverous fellow um, playing the congas and the giant gong and stuff who's very, very, very serious with his tambourine playing um, is from Elton John's band. And this show is incredible. One thing that's incredible and gave me mad respect for Elton John, aside from the fact I've always known he'd had talent, Uh, when I went to Berkeley school of music in the eighties. Uh, I was surprised cause somebody there, I can't remember who somebody, one of the professors had respect for Elton John. I was like, no, this guy's a real musician, man. Um, he played 31 songs at this concert, 31 fucking songs. And that wasn't like an amazing, let's try and break a record night. This wasn't like a, a, a tour wind up or a goodbye or, or anything like that is just a tour. It was the opening night of this tour and he played 32. I'm looking at 32 songs on this set list. Holy shit. Two sets, 32 songs. Jesus H Christ. Sorry, Debbie. No offense. Um, Wow. Mui, impressive. This is September 29th, 1975. Sports Arena, San Diego, California. A bigger venue. Still Mike Millard and his Magic Nakamichi and AKG Mikes. And, um, it's good. It's amazing, actually. Uh, the quality sounds more like a, almost kind of like a good quality, excellent quality radio broadcast, and I think that's because, because of the size of the venue, Mike was picking up more from the PA system than from the band, whereas when he's front row for somewhere like Zeppelin or or, or Thin Lizzy even, he's picking up uh, as much of the instrument amplification directly as he is from the PA, and it brings a little closer and more more uh, intimate sound. But this is me just pulling things out of my ass, so who knows. So, quarantine. Since we're all sheltering in place still, and... um there's such a mishmash of information about this dreaded virus. I am doing these bonus podcast episodes to a, give you all something to listen to when you're stuck at home and B capitalize on this pandemic to increase the standing reach and audience of my podcast. How very, very American of me. Um, but welcome. We're going to listen to uh, let's see let's see. well, let's get this out of the way I already said it, but let's for the, for the record September 29th, 1975, September 29th, 1975, 92975 four years to the day after the Zeppelin Osaka show. We're going to listen to out of the 31, 32 songs, uh, we're going to listen to the ones I know. So Elton John fans, I am terribly sorry. This is going to be probably, aside from the recording itself, this will probably be a, an annoying podcast from a casual fan who doesn't know his shit. So I forgive. I, I forgive you. So forgive me. Sorry, guys. Um, Forgive me for, for not doing this justice. I don't have that depth of knowledge of Elton John, much like uh, Thin Lizzy last week. I, I just, uh, I don't know. I have read up on him. I have gone through like all the Wikipedia entries at some point, not too long ago at work because there's nothing going on at work, but I still have to be there. So I'll just go through Wikipedia and all. like, I will read about every single Elton John album. (laughs) And I did. Um, Let's get going. You're not here to listen to me babble. And it is babbling at this point. Cause I am just doing this and I don't know much about it, but it's all right. So let's listen to, what are we going to listen to? Let's go fairly chronologically from the first set. Let's listen to rocket man, heart of Markness. See you in about six minutes and 50 seconds. this number is a a slow number from the hoggy Shanta album. And if you feel like singing along on the chorus, please help us out because uh, we need all the help we can get. Here we go. She popped in my bags and was in my head. Zero. Nine again. And I'm gonna be high. And I think it's gonna be a long, long time. Good song. All right. Well, there you have it. You've got the vibe of the show and the sound quality. Thirty-two songs. Three and a half hours. Singing. I mean, it's one thing Zeppelin did would do three and a half hours, but three of those hours would be a drum solo, no quarter, and dazed and confused. So Robert got three hours of rest every night. But Elton John, three and a half hours of singing. Except for this little break here. I'm going to play you uh, Funeral for a Friend slash Love Lies Bleeding, which is from the Goodbye Yellow Brick Road album. And I know that because that's the only Elton John album I owned. And it's great. One Another thing that's great is this band of his. These are not hired guns. This is his band. I think... Not too long down the road from this point, he did end up with uh, different musicians and uh, took a while to get back to these people because, you know, after a while you start becoming just very, very corporate and very, very, what can I do? I just feel, you know, hampered by the band I have. But this lineup, we've got Elton John, Davy Johnstone on guitar and vocals, Caleb Quay, guitar and vocals, Ray, the aforementioned Ray Cooper on percussion, Kenny Passarelli on bass, James Newton Howard on keyboards, and keyboards in 1975 was way more involved than keyboards in 2020, 2010, 2000, 1990, 1980, because keyboards at this point, aside from piano, electric piano, organ, things like that, clavinet, meant synthesizers, and synthesizers didn't come with presets, and they didn't come with samples, and you didn't come with oh, I want to sound like the entire London Symphony Orchestra. That's preset 78. No. You have to shape the waveform. You have to, first of all, is it polyphonic or monophonic? Can you play a chord on the thing, or can you just play, wow, wow, you know, Linda McCartney keyboards? Um. So, James Newton Howard, you deserve two last names. Because it's a hard job. And you can hear it in the background of Rocket Man. Those keyboards. It's pretty fucking neato to know that. I mean, this is analog days. And they're pulling this off. The, the intricacy, the competence, and the skill of the stage crew, the sound crew, and the musicians has to be recognized to pull this off. It is not easy to do this show in 1975 competently i mean it's not impossible because obviously they did it and like bands like the allman brothers and the grateful dead and yes and things would do it but um there's a reason why they're held in high regard and there's a reason why musicians know old school elton john this band is impressive and i hope you can understand that and hear that all right keyboards James Newton Howard, Roger Pope on the drums, and then we have uh, backup vocalists Cindy Bullins, John Joyce, and Jim Haas. Alrighty. Well, now that we have that out of the way, and keep in mind, if you're like losing your mind over this because I'm just playing the hits and you're an Elton John fan and you're like, Jesus Christ, play one of the other 32 songs, this whole show will be available on HeartOfMarkness.com. You can download the whole. Goddamn thing and hear it yourself and then listen to it to your heart's content. I am just uh playing the songs I know because I know them. I'm not listening to this whole show. I'm literally I've literally downloaded it, picked the songs that I recognized, did a cursory run through of a couple of them, um just running it through the speakers on my TV, just to hear them. And then I started recording. So, um, this is how it is. But you will be able to get this whole show and listen to all 32 songs, as well as see a bunch of photos taken from this place and read the liner notes and, you know, read about the, the, the experience that these guys had that night. Like, for example, somebody who accompanied Mike, the taper, Mike Millard, to the show uh, made a hat that somehow got to Elton John and Elton wore it at the beginning of the show and She wrote her name and her seating assignment in the rim of that, so he actually did a call out to them. I don't know where that is because I didn't listen for it, but if you listen to the whole goddamn show, you can hear it, and I guess you can even hear her, because she's right next to the taper, lose her mind when Elton reads out her name, as you would. That is an additional layer. That is additional relevance, supplementary relevance increasing the importance of this recording and one's connection to it. All right. Funeral for a friend. This is, Oh, uh, looks like at least from the, the waveform in audacity, it looks like we're looking at 14 and a half minutes long. A good part of this is going to be instrumental, but it is really good. And you will recognize it because this song back in the day when there was radio real radio and everything wasn't just owned by a clear channel, you would hear this on the radio not 14 and a half minutes worth necessarily but you will you will recognize this and you will enjoy it you will enjoy it i have decreed all right and then it goes into uh goodbye yellow brick road but we will save that i will visit you in 14 and a half minutes in Babel for a while before we play goodbye yellow brick road Alrighty, here we go funeral for a friend boom enjoy oh one last thing before we get to funeral for a friend uh, Funeral for a Friend is the opening number of the second set of the night. So it's the 14th song, but it's the first song from this set, which is why it takes a minute to get going. Because they're coming back on stage for set two. And I want you to hear that audience build up in the energy and, um, you know, experience what it was like to be there. So that's uh, that's what you're going to hear. All right. September 29th, 1975. Elton John, Heart of Markness. Ah! We want to hear you in a full voice, and uh, we're going to start with a number if everyone's ready. Are you, are you ready, Mr. Howard? Yeah. wasn't that nice that was nice it's interesting that there was a time that i remember i was a little boy when music was a rock was fairly um homogenized where you could like led zeppelin and black sabbath and the who and neil young and elton john and shit, Linda Ronstad, too, and all that stuff. It all wrapped up <clears throat> before it became endlessly separated and segmented. And I mean, it was commercialized in the 80s with ones that went to video and uh, all the radio stations. It used to be they were owned by two companies, Clear Channel and the Infinity Broadcast Network. And now I think it's mostly all Clear Channel which is sad because now all the radio play is just automated and algorithmic and the same coast to coast radio back in the day was something magical. And, um, I grew up in Southern New Hampshire. So we would listen to Boston radio WBCN, which is one of the legendary stations. Um, and Jesus Christ, it was fun. It was tremendous and it's over. But now it's back because there's the internet and there's podcasts, so I guess uh the wheel rolls on, right? Alright, friends, we listened to that. Now let's get to goodbye yellow brick road. Beautiful song. Beautiful song. Whew. When are you gonna come down? When are you going to land? Such a good song, Jesus Christ. All right, I know you don't want to hear me sing it, but you want to hear Elton John sing it, don't you? Don't you? Don't you? All right, well, at the end of the song you just heard, he went right into Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. So I cut out about 30 seconds of applause. And now, here you go. The 15th out of 32 songs that he played that night Goodbye, Yellow Brick Road. When I gonna come down, when I going to land, should I stayed on the farm? I should have listened to my mind. that's good to clap to and uh, sway and uh, grab your next door neighbor, no matter what sign you are etc etc. Pretty, 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 pretty good, eh? There's a reason, and this is something that I had forgotten. There's a reason that Elton John is Elton John. I mean, he's been famous for 50 years now, which means many of you have grown up. There's always been an Elton John. Keith Richards um, famously started saying like 25 years ago um, to, to journalists and interviewers, would be like, you have grown up in a world where there's always been the Rolling Stones. You've never known a world without the Rolling Stones. What's that like? You know, um, so I've grown up in a world where there always has been Elton John, and I grew up listening to these songs on the radio as contemporary Elton John songs. And um, over the last, you know, 30, 35 or 40 years he's become more a commercial enterprise seemingly or in that steve winwood way like i talked about in the uh the last podcast in that way that steve winwood went from a real um almost progressive artist from from spencer davis to blind faith to traffic of all fucking things um to being, you know, in a playlist with Anita Baker and uh, Michael Bolton in the 80s, back in the high life in, you know, James Taylor territory. And not that there's anything wrong with that, but that's more a, you know, Saturday night PBS pledge drive kind of thing than a uh, hanging out in a band with Ginger Baker and Eric Clapton doing heroin kind of thing. Why would you want to do heroin, Mark? Why wouldn't you if it was (sighs) consequence-free? All right. Uh, Let's wrap this up with one more song. The 21st out of 32 songs he did that night. Someone saved my life. Someone saved my life tonight. You nearly had me roped and tied. Good. Good song. All right. Let's play that. Someone saves my life tonight. And then we'll wrap this bonus episode up. And I still have another show to do. I still have a a 1973 Kinks show in the can. It is not a Mike Millard recording, but it is an excellent audience recording. Nonetheless, I think it was from from Joe. Oh, shit. It's Boston. Joe Mahoney? Joe Maloney? Anyway, that's neither here nor there. Well, it is there because it's over there. Over there. All right. Someone saved my life tonight, September 29th, 1975. Elton John, Heart of Markness. And go. Oops, I'd like to dedicate this next number to Nigel Olsen and Dean Murray, without whom this all would have impossible. And who will do great things on their own. This song goes like this. When I think of those Eastern lights, muggy nights, the curtains strong in the little room downstairs. Prima donna, are you really? Sitting, there, sitting like a princess, in her electric chair. And this one more beat, I don't hear you. That was awesome. That was awesome. I got super emotional listening to it. And then while it was playing, I looked up the backstory of the song. Wow. Appears that the someone in The Someone Saved My Life Tonight was Long John Baldry, who uh, kept Elton from marrying a woman that he didn't love. Because, you know, back in the day, you couldn't be gay. You couldn't be bi. He had to be straight and white and uh, toe the line. And, uh, man, what a good song. should look into the meaning of that, if you don't already know it. I mean, most it, it can't be that deep and esoteric. I just didn't know it. But, um, my God, what a good song. All right. Well, that's it. Come up to almost an hour's worth of music for this bonus episode. Well, almost an hour's worth of content. Probably half and half music and me blathering on. But all right. There we go. As I said, um, all right, social media time. I am on Twitter, Heart of Markness. Be my friend or follow me. Whatever you do on Twitter, do it. Uh, Facebook, there's a Facebook group, Heart of Markness. Join it. You'll be among friends. We could talk about Led Zeppelin and how awesome they are. They are awesome. I also have a website, heartofmarkness.com, where I post these podcasts and where relevant, the uh, link to download the entire show. So, for instance, soon, hopefully tonight, tonight being April 25th, um, 2020. I have to say 2020 because this thing's going to live forever on the internet. Isn't that crazy? Thousand years from now, someone can listen to this, assuming civilization continues. <sighs> but yeah, heartofmarkness.com. dot com, dot com. You can get this. You can get the whole show, all thirty-two songs, pictures taken by the tapers, the backstory, all this thing. My God, is it good? Thank you, Gems Rec- uh, Recording Group or whatever you're called, Gems. Uh, I'm going to look at the notes, see if I can give you proper respect. My goodness. This is part of the Gems Lost and Found Mike, the Microphone series. And God bless you for taking these old tapes. First of all, finding the masters and then restoring them. Which most of the time involves taking the actual tape out of the cassette shell, putting it in a new one so that it'll work, and uh, finding a tape player that these tapes will work in because they're, you know, 45 years old and tapes don't last that long typically without help. So these people are doing God's work and um, it's going to be tremendously important it is tremendously important to both the culture of our society and the future of our society, that these things are preserved because Mike Millard was, I mean, he did a tremendous service to humanity by taping all these shows in as pristine quality as he could. And now they're here and we can listen to them and it's not studio stuff. It's not record company stuff. You don't have to pay for it. It is supplementary to the professional and commercial output of the artist. And it's great that it exists and that we can listen to these songs and these shows and deepen our appreciation of rock and roll and the 70s and how really awesome the 70s were for as dirty and corrupt and lacking they were. They were real. And uh, you don't get much of that anymore. And that's weird, 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 and sad. Worrying, really. But in any case, uh, yeah. Website, heartofmarkness.com. Twitter, heartofmarkness. Facebook group, Heart of markness, And this rambling, crazy, super random podcast podcast is thanks to the patronage of the following patrons on Patreon. Thank you, Bill, Danielle, David, Other David, Jeremy, Mark, Mimo, Peter, and Tracy. You guys, you guys are the elephants that stand on the tortoise, that's me, on which the world rests. Thank you, thank you, thank you. And if you want to be a patron and support this, if you find value in this podcast and have money to burn, uh, consider being a patron. Patreon.com, Heart of Markness. I'm there. You can uh, be a patron if you want. And if you're a patron for uh, 10 bucks a month or more, you get an extra podcast every month just for you. All right. Thank you, everybody. And uh, I hope you enjoy this. This pandemic thing is going to wind up, uh, it'll end eventually and life will get back to normal eventually, maybe, but in any case, I hope this, uh, helps you Makes your day a little bit better. Thank you. And I will talk to you soon. Every Thursday, there's the Led Zeppelin show, which is the real podcast. This doesn't count. This is all bonus bonus content. Cause I love you. All right. Now I'm just, uh, should have ended five minutes ago. All right. Thank you. Und good night.